Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I'm Luke Myers, and actually, I usually have Austin Myers and Joey Myers join me on the show, but uh, we're doing something a little bit different. I put it out on Twitter earlier this week asking if anybody following the show or or following my personal page wanted to hop on the podcast, and uh, Sam Middleton, uh, actually we've never met before up until five minutes ago when we started this Skype conversation, but uh, yeah, it's good to have you on, man. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. You're going to take my Skype, or my Skype, my podcast virginity, so be gentle. You always remember your first. But, uh, yeah, you fire a lot of hot Hawkeye takes out there, and you're pretty, clearly a big Iowa fan, so I figured, why not? Good person to have on. Uh, yeah, we'll, most of my takes are trash, but... Eh, ride and die with them. I've been someone's got to do it. I've been saying Iowa basketball to the Final Four this year since I was a junior in college, and that was three years ago now, so... Um, I've been I've been waiting. It's happening this year. I'm off to a hot start. I'm gonna, but gonna go we're find gonna, a bookie or something. <laughs> we're gonna start with football though, and uh, football team coming off an absolute curb stomping, kind of not really over Nebraska, finishing the season eight and four. What are your thoughts about the game? I mean, we honestly we did dominate it up until certain parts of the game where we just let them hang around, which was incredibly frustrating as a fan you think you for instance we could have kicked that field goal to go up three scores and we'd ran a fake yeah new kirk great aggressive love it but come on man that's three scores you got to do that we just kept shooting ourselves on foot i i didn't mind going for it there i mean it was fourth and less than a yard I, you, you had the opportunity to make it i believe it would have been 35 13 if you convert and you punch it in the end zone undoubtedly there but if you're going to do that, I think you got to line up and go for it, though, instead of yeah. trying to fake. Stanley's a big guy, or give it to Torin Young, or Sargent's even a very physical back for how big he is. But one thing I absolutely hated on that fake punt or fake field goal was Rostetter putting it in his freaking hands to make the right decision to get the first down, which he did make the right decision, but he is arguably the most unathletic person on our team. And I will stand <laughs> by that till the day we die, till, till the day I die. Hmm. That's it. But, interesting opinion there yeah and i like i like it and the biggest play of the game probably well not probably it was the fourth and eight on the final drive the way kirk managed that do you remember that they were down around the 40 yard line i believe it was fourth and eight and he he like tried drawing them off sides like they were just gonna try and get them to jump get them to jump and then take a punt and a penalty going for it there we don't get that we probably lose with the way that second half was going. What do you think? Oh, yeah, the, the, they march right down the field in 15 seconds and kick a field goal to win it for sure. But I, I thought it was cool that if it was true that he gave Nate the chance or the option, you can pooch punt it, or if you get what you want, go for it. And he saw that zero coverage and man-to-man, that dude who's talking, is running his mouth all game. Yeah, that was that was nice. That was, that's, a, that's a sweet pick there. I'm a huge Nathan Stanley fan. Yeah, that was when I saw that after the game. I'm like, that guy has big brass balls, and that's why I want him to be the quarterback. I want him to come back and be the quarterback for the next. Is he a senior next year? No. Yeah, yeah he'll yeah, be a senior, senior next year. So next year, hopefully, do some big stuff. So Hawks finished eight and four this season. Do you think it's a disappointing season? Because coming into this year, I said anything less than ten wins should be considered a, a disappointing season. Honestly, yeah, it is. Uh, you got two All-American tight ends, a veteran quarterback, 
three solid running backs, stout line. There's no reason you shouldn't win ten games there. There's no reason we... There were games like... I don't blame the offense for the the freaking Purdue game because you score 36 points, you should win the game. But One game, defense doesn't show up. You only score, what was it, like 10 points against Northwestern? Like, come on, that's pretty pathetic. And looking back on it now, the way Wisconsin played for the rest of the year, we probably should have won that game by 20. And yeah, that was, it, yeah. Yeah, it, it shouldn't have been close, but... Whatever you roll with the eight and four seasons to try and avoid the four win seasons when it comes to Kirk Ferentz, I guess. But uh, what did you think of the Nebraska team? Um, they were better than I thought they were going to be. I, I think we we helped them out a little bit on some of our decision making, making them look better. But yeah, I I was kind of a little drunk before the game, and I was going into the stadium, and for some reason I was. I had a feeling that Iowa could possibly lose the game, and I'm like, I was oh, just I felt going that way all week. I was going up to every Nebraska fan, and I, I kind of did mean it because I kept saying, shaking their hand, say, "You guys got a good coach in Frost. Hold on to him because I do think he's a really good coach, and he probably will turn that program around." But I don't know. I I had a bad feeling pretty much all week going on into that game, and looked pretty damn good in the first half. Kind of shocked the hell out of me. I thought Nebraska would. have shot out of there trying to get the Heroes trophy back, but, boy, they were pretty shitty in that first half. The quarterback lit it up in the second half, though, but... Miguel, yeah, Adrian Martinez is going to be a good one. Yeah, only a freshman for Nebraska, so... Between him and Frost, I'm sure they'll turn that program around, but I'm sure I will keep kicking the crap out of them. Uh, and, okay, so... Nebraska fans kind of intimidated out here over the last week since we beat them, but... Iowa State fans have been talking like a lot of shit for us beating them this year and like us still Water having is more wet. wins. In. Yeah, I I just I just don't understand it. Like we beat them this year, the Cyhawk Trophy stays in uh, Iowa City for what is the fourth year now. You guys don't have as many wins as us right now. You still have to play Drake, which I, oh my god, I would pay so much money. Do you see, see the spread in that game? What is it? Forty-two and a half. There's no way they're going to win by more than 42. No. There's, there's no way that Matt Campbell is going to, A, run up the score on Drake, and B, play a start. I mean, their JV, their third string could probably win by that much, but Drake's playing the game of their lives. These guys are all playing. It's kind of like Iowa losing to Augustana in the exhibition game a few years yeah. back kind of thing. Probably Iowa State will definitely win, but 42 and a half, come on. God, that'd be just so sweet. I would have a freaking heyday on Twitter. Those those Iowa State <laughs> fans wouldn't have a goddamn chance. No, uh, you know how it go. The game didn't matter. Do, 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 do. Oh, oh, fuck. You, they, you. Were, they were talking so much shit, and they already have it marked down as a win. Come on, Drake. Come out and pull a big one out. But Big Bulldogs fan. And that's really going to break their heart when Matt Campbell leaves this offseason. I hope Urban Meyer gets out of there and – He's from Ohio, so I wouldn't put it past him to extend an offer out to Ames's way, Matt Campbell. He's but, yeah, he's definitely going to get some interest. I'm not sure if it'll be this year, next year, five years. Like just kind of like the Ferentz thing, he to the NFL every like two or three years, you'll hear like rumors. Someone will say Kirk Ferentz, top five, my one of my top five picks, being the coach of the 
Browns or whatever, yeah. and it never happens. I could see Campbell doing something like that too. Seems like he could be a loyal guy, but I hope he bolts because uh, that would be better for us. <laughs> that would make him a losing program once again, and I cannot wait for that to happen. Uh, but unless they hire less miles after he fails at Kansas, there we go. Oh, I would actually like to see him turn Kansas around and run the Big Twelve. That'd be awesome. In basketball and football, that would be dangerous. <laughs> that would be very dangerous. But uh, we'll move on here. The all Big Ten teams, all Big Ten awards got announced uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, and a lot of Hawkeyes all over the board. Noah Fant and T.J. Hawkinson were first team all Big Ten. I mean. First time two tight ends from the same team have made first team all Big Ten, so that's kind of cool. But really, comes isn't that the first time two tight ends? Because don't they usually just give it to one? Oh, really? I I wasn't sure about that. Might not be accurate. I saw a tweet. Let me look real quick. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, they they get first team recognition. I didn't see if any offensive guys got honorable mention, but uh, for the defense, ton of defenders got first team, second team, and uh, honorable mentions. We'll start with first team. Uh, AJ Epinesa and Amani Hooker, first team, uh, all defense. Hooker gets defensive back of the year, and second. That was team, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like when you think of a, he he plays really physical, and like he plays like pretty much every snap, if I'm not mistaken, for the Hawkeyes on defense. He's oh, very yeah. valuable, but yeah, I think it's very well deserved because he is very overlooked. Everybody always brags about. Epinesa, or over the last couple of years, it was Josie Jewell, but Hooker's been there for th- uh, th- three years now, and he's done amazing yeah. things pretty much every year. He, uh, I, I'll, I'll own up to it. I, uh, I hated on him a little bit in his man-to-man coverage, and uh, he, uh, he liked my tweet. <laughs> and then that next game, he and actually the rest of the season in man-to-man, he was locked down. So I'll take credit for that. Yeah. Uh, that, yes. Yeah. You stand up and take that. Yeah, that's a hell of a hell of an honor for you there. So, uh, also, uh, Anthony Nelson got second team defense by the media and a oh, couple. Shit. Yeah, no kidding. He's coming back next year too. So, Epi yeah, and Anthony Nelson gonna stir some shit up. Uh, and then honorable mentions were Parker Hesse, Matt Nelson, and Miguel Racinos for special teams, but. Smith Marset, Amir Smith Marset gets special team special team returner of the year, which I think it's a no brainer. I, I don't know if he had a kickoff return for a touchdown this year, but his net had to be over twenty yards, I'd imagine. Oh yeah, it was like, well, I'm, I remember, if I remember right, it was something like twenty five, twenty seven. They led the country kickoff returns yardage. He was just unreal, and then, like this kind of, I don't like, I don't mind Kyle Gronawig. But why wouldn't you put Smith Marset back there as well? I mean, I know his hands aren't as Let's, good, but come on, how how much of an Iowa fan are you? Is Kirk Ferentz gonna put the flashy speed speedster back there, or is he gonna put the sure-handed white guy with somewhat <laughs> decent athleticism? He, he put Desmond King back there a few times. I don't know. Yeah, he's an All-American though. Although <laughs> Riley McCarron was there too, so he was a good good punt returner. But yeah, you, no, you can he, go right down the list: Matt Vandenberg, Riley McCarron. Ed Hinkle, he's yeah. a stud, though. Yeah, Hinkle, is a, he's a freaking legend at Iowa. But, uh, yeah, uh, football team ends the season 8-4. and four. Where do you want to see him go for the bowl? Well, apparently nobody wants the Outback Bowl. <laughs> but I think the players would have more fun in Tampa than they would San Diego. But wherever the better matchup is, honestly, I'm not, you know, probably the Holiday Bowl. 
I've seen a lot of Iowa versus Washingtons in the Holiday Bowl, which I don't know how I feel about that. Washington Stanford flashbacks right there. Yeah, yeah. Jake Browning could rip us apart, but then again, we do have a a ton of Big Ten honors for defense. So who knows? I'd like to see him go to the Music City Bowl. I know that's not going to happen. I'm super disappointed about it. I just want to take a nice, good old road trip down to Nashville, Tennessee, have some bush lights, listen to some country music, and enjoy a football game. But probably not going to happen. So let's just go somewhere and kick the shit out of our opponent. But we'll be moving on to basketball now, and uh, the boys are 6-0. and Probably nobody after last season saw this coming. They blew through the 2K Empire Classic, uh, just dismantling Oregon, UConn, UMKC, and Green Bay, was it, I believe? Mm. That second game of the year, I think it was Green Bay. I don't know. Either no, way. No, Green Bay. Man, you're going to – no, I got to look. You're killing right. me. Yeah, but Hawkeyes six and zero coming off a win against Pitt in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and I, that game was—I was at the game last night, and it was pretty brutal to be at in person. Because that first half, my God, our big guys and Bohannon could not stop drives up either sides of the lane. It was a, a freaking layup line for Pitt's Pitt in the first half. It was Green Bay. You're right. My apologies. Yeah, no problem. But yeah. The, <laughs> I know you were yeah, watching. Yeah, I was there. No, I was at the game oh. as well. Yeah. So, like, the crowd in the first half was – a morgue doesn't even, like, come close to how awful it was. It was abysmal. They, like – you couldn't it's – it's like we weren't even waiting for to get excited. It just, like, seemed so bland in there. The atmosphere was so bland. Like, the university needs to do something. Like – I don't know what it is. I feel like the, when the crowd finally started getting into, into it after like the dance cam or something, it's just, you got to figure something out. Well, I mean, this year they—I don't know if you saw it—they put those new, uh, like, uh, sweets up, sweets, up, yeah, up. and those are aren't even a good, in a good spot on the floor. So I'm not sure why you would pay. <laughs> They're right behind a basket. Granted, they do sell beer in those. I have been told, which is pretty nice, but it's still. It's it's bullshit. You got to change something. You look at Duke or Michigan State. They have their student section set up all the way around the court, and it it adds a lot to the atmosphere. I know the I know the boosters pay for those seats or whatever, but you want to make uh, Carver more electric. It's you got to bring the students into it. They 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 fuel the fire. The the Carver's set up so perfect for that too, like you could easily wrap students around the court and it would it would take nothing, like no effort at all, honestly. And my opinion on the donors thing is, yeah, you donate a lot of money, sit close to the game. Would you rather that or would you rather be competing for a Big Ten championship every year? Yeah, yeah. And like I, I understand the students like not wanting to go because they're in a shitty spot on the floor or whatever. But then again, this is the first time. This is the best start the Hawkeyes have gotten off to. Uh, when since this is the first time they've been ranked in November since like 2001, I think it was or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what? You got to go and watch the team. Like you just got to go cheer. If I'll, go ahead. If half of the students showed up that showed up to football games, Carver would be packed every freaking game. Yeah, there's like 15,000 students at football games, and that's what Carver holds. Like. And I'll give them a pass last night, honestly. Tuesday, right back after Thanksgiving break, 
it's freezing cold. The weather sucked the weekend before with the snow. I probably didn't really realize that the basketball team was good yet. And then Friday, if it's like that Friday, then uh, I don't know. But it won't be. I I can almost guarantee it because it's dance marathon night too. So Oh, well, yeah, that should bring out a, a lot more people. But yeah. my, my brother and a couple of his roommates were in like the second row last night in the student section. They go to every game because they just love Iowa basketball. But they said that before the game, Kirk Spurrow, or is that how you pronounce his last name? Spurrow. Spurrow. He – came over to the student section and he said i saw that he said what do you guys got to do to or what do we got to do to get you guys to get fucking loud <laughs> and my brother my brother said when well i don't i don't know if that alone's gonna bring in all this all the students to cheer but i don't know it it's it's sad it's really sad to see i don't know you they see need, they need to let him in for free that's a hell Start of an there. idea I, I mean it's not a bad idea I mean, Illinois football struggles with attendance every year, and I know for a fact they hand out tickets to their students just to get them to go to the game, which we were there a couple weeks ago, and still no students went to the game. But it's the idea that counts. I mean, their program's historically bad, so whatever. But Iowa is on a turnaround, and we haven't seen a team this good in a – I mean, 2015-16 we were good, and like when Aaron White was there we were good. But this team's deep, like – and when I say deep, it's not like we have Zach McCabe coming off the bench. We have legitimate scorers that can come off the bench and score for the for the Hawks. Oh, absolutely, and yeah. And one last thing on the students: if um, if it was a packed house last night, and that game wouldn't have been close. No, no, it wouldn't have. Like, like it, the players, were, you could just tell they wanted the crowd to get like they they ha- when they get, when they have to pump the crowd up like that, they shouldn't have to do that. No, it's, no. But one thing I will say, it. Every time I go to a game and it does get loud, like we catch a little run and the, everybody's then on their feet. they score right away. They splash a fucking three right in our from face. Four, from 35. <laughs> Every time. It never fails. Never but, fails. But, I mean, that's – I don't know. It's probably a coincidence. But uh, a couple other notes on this game. The officiating was dog shit all night, and it was driving me insane. I know there was calls against Pitt, but the – Pit players were out there flopping like they were on Broadway. They were acting like wild, and the it was rest like were a just a bunch of James Harden's out there. Is what it was. Oh, it was disgusting, and every single one of them went against the Hawks. And I don't know if you saw this, but there's this little white guy from Wisconsin. And yeah, like, I, the, uh, ESPN tweeted that video. Yeah. five charge. Like, oh, I. The comments under there are pretty funny, but yeah, I, yeah. you already know that's. That's going to be frustrating. If he comes in here and is planting his feet like he did last night, we are, we're we're going to have Bohannon and Moss in foul trouble with 15 minutes to go in the first half, plain and simple. I Three out of the five were uh, legit flops. Two two were charges for that kid. Three three of them weren't. Yeah. That that one ref for Iowa, Larry Scarato, Scarato, the short uh, guy, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... I somehow does every single Iowa game. I'm not really sure how that's possible, like, but I'm pretty sure he does. He's got he's got it out for Fran. I'm I'm 100 convinced. And how do you not call a technical when that fight starts? And that dude sprints over from the yeah bench. I how do you not call a technical? <laughs> like I saw him run over there, and then I you could see the the refs reviewing it on the thing, and when they saw him run across. 
it's actually it was the Scarato who hates Fran told one of the other rest like hey come over here like he's like i can read his lips he's like pointing at the monitor he's like watch this guy run across here and then he went over and talked to him i thought for sure they were gonna give him a tea oh, that drove me like i'm usually pretty calm with the refs like like i know it's a tough job and like you got you got a lot of shit from a bunch of people no matter where you go but fucking blow your whistle and call a technical that's all i'm asking for there we're only up by one. A technical foul helps us out a lot, but I, th- that extra point would have helped so much. But Especially hey, we when Cook missed the free throws. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say that we. Uh, how many? How many years can you remember? Where? How many games in the past can you remember where Iowa misses their free throws down the stretch, and the opposing team gets two looks to win the game, and we still win the game? That that's never happened. I'm a hundred percent convinced. Yeah. I, and part of me is thinking maybe luck's turning on our side a little bit this year because aside from the Gisell to Woody Alleyoop in the NCAA tournament a couple years ago, that that's the only bit of luck we've ever had. I But, yeah, that hopefully the Hawks are turning the corner a little bit and luck's on their side. Uh, you could always use a little luck. Always use a little luck. But uh, we got a tough step, stretch of games coming up here. We got Wisconsin Friday night in Carver at Michigan State next week, and then home Iowa State, and this is going to be a a battle tested team after these next three games. We're honestly going to see what this squad has, and I'm pretty excited for it. I'm pretty excited uh, for it. Yeah, I, I'd be happy with. Uh, I guess I kept saying two and two would be like I'd be okay with, and that was including the pit game. Three and one, I'd be ecstatic. I think. The for sure loss would be Michigan State, I'll, but I'll, I'm going to hold off on that too because I remember a few years ago we went up to Wisconsin, won. Yep. We've been up to the barn and won when we had no reason going up there and win. Did we win at the Breslin Center the year we? Didn't we? We I'm blanking. Did we blow them out a couple of years ago, like pretty good at Michigan State. Uh, there was a game. Yeah, no. Uh, what year was it? Cause we beat them when they were the number one team in the nation that year, and then we beat them by like. At, oh, that's right. When Denzel yeah. Valentin was there. Yeah, I remember that now. Okay, cause they, cause we beat them up there, and then they like, oh, we're gonna go down there, and da da da, da and then we still won down here. <laughs> yeah, and we stormed the court on their asses, but that's history. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I think honestly, the Hawkeyes could run Wisconsin out of the the. Out of out of Carver on Friday night, tell me I'm wrong. Convince I, me. I, have, I haven't seen uh, the Badgers play. I saw one take saying they're overrated. So if I know my Wisconsin basketball, they're probably not overrated. They're gonna try to keep it in the low 50s, and it's gonna be boring. So we got to play D but for 30 seconds. Their best player is a tall white guy, and we have many quick athletes around the perimeter. You don't think we can? Stretch it out a little on him. Ethan Happ is probably the most overrated college basketball player of all Love time. Love it. There we go. That's the takes I'm looking for. <laughs> but he, he, like easily, like Tyler Cook's gonna make him his bitch the entire night, <laughs> especially after the performance he put on last night. Yeah, Cook was just atrocious, and he knows it. So I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm ready for that game. We're gonna piss pound the Badgers. I'm not going to say what we're going to do about Michigan State, but then we're going to make it at Hawkeye State again and shut up all these Iowa State fans. I I can't fucking wait. But uh, 
And then there's a lot of, after last night's game, a lot of controversy over statements made by Learfield Sports' Gary Dolphin, the play-by-play man for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm not sure if y'all heard it or not. He was basically criticizing Fran's recruiting over the last, or in his time at Iowa, and then he mentioned Maishi Daly. What are your thoughts about it? I thought when I when I first saw the the tweets about it, it sounded bad, and then I heard it the audio. Up until the Mishy Daly name drop, it was fine. Like, and even then, it wasn't that awful. I don't think it was true. Mishy Daly dribbled into a double team with his head down. Like, and I like Mishy Daly. He he's good, but he's he's not who you have on the wing if you want to compete for the Big Ten. Yeah, championship. Like he'd be a solid ninth, tenth guy off the bench. But I mean, he, I I like Dolph. He's a terrible play-by-play guy. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on when I have to listen to him in any sport. But he's good voice for us. Uh, I'm totally uh, here for Chris Hassel being the next play-by-play guy for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Just throwing that out there. But uh, yeah. No, I don't think anything is wrong with Dolph, what Dolph said, but Fran backs his guys probably more than most coaches, yeah. so that's probably not going to go over well. But I also heard his apology, and it sounded pretty sincere, which obviously he got caught. Yeah, he got he got caught. Uh, you did you see he's got suspended for two games? That just two games. Yep. Yeah. that just seems pointless, honestly. Yeah, I don't like suspending a play-by-play guy like that. Doesn't... And you see what else was in the statement like previous stuff that's like built up or whatever like other reasons that have been building up tension or something i don't remember what it said yeah. but there's barter's like kind of left a cliffhanger they're like what like what other things like <laughs> tell yeah. us yeah release it but uh no i'm a big time gary dolphin apologist i love like i i wanted to be a play-by-play man growing up all through college like he was the reason i started listening to iowa football on the radio and basketball on the radio and He's from Dubuque County, where I'm from, and it. He's just. I've met him a couple times. Real nice guy, and like he's not malicious at all. And at that moment, he was honestly just being an Iowa fan. Like, who hasn't oh, yeah. said worse shit about the Hawks in their life? If that's, oh, you should have heard me yelling twelve rows behind him. It was ten times worse. Yeah, like I. That's. That's barely anything. Listening to what he actually said. I mean, yeah, name dropping daily, probably not necessary, but he was. I'm not going to finish that sentence, but it, I don't blame him for it. And somebody was texting me earlier or, and we were just having a nice conversation about it. And, uh, I said, you know, people, it, it is his job to be like a professional face and like always have the teams back or whatever, but he's been doing this for around 20 years, I believe. And this is literally the first time he's ever screwed up, like ever had a slip up or anything. Right. Yeah. So, I don't – if you – if like any normal person at their job, if they're there for 20 years, I guarantee they make significantly more mistakes than that one over the 20 years. Like I just – I've never even heard Dolph drop an F-bomb. Like No. I've seen him throw a few beers back, but other than that, that's about it. Like I – but who doesn't throw a few beers back? I don't know. I just don't think it's a huge issue. I, I don't have a problem with the two-game suspension. Whatever. Get this out of the way. And on the Chris Hassel note, he went to St. Ambrose University in Davenport for radio and TV production, and I went to St. Ambrose University in 
for radio and TV production, so we're gunning for the same position here. So why aren't you working for ESPN right now? Oh, I love Iowa too much. Can't leave. Love it or leave it, baby. And wait, let me rewind for a second. I love Gary Dolphin. I think he's a better, he'd be a better color guy than a play-by-play guy. Yeah, he, uh, he's lost his touch in basketball over the years. I feel it's a little too high paced for him to keep up with the action whereas football i don't really have an issue with anything i mean i think he's a fine football play-by-play guy but yeah the basketball i've noticed has struggled over the last couple of years but when you go from averaging 35 points a game with lick lighter to 95 with fran <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding yeah but i don't know i'm i'm glad he only got a two-game suspension and Hopefully he'll come back. Hopefully the Hawks don't look into this at all. Hopefully Maishi Daly doesn't affect him, doesn't phase him at all. Hopefully the Hawks stay aggressive, go kick the shit out of Wisconsin, go up to the Breslin Center, make Tom Izzo our bitch, and then we'll go on with our season from there, roll through non-conference after we make it a Hawkeye State again and get to Big Ten play and make some noise this season. What do you think? I'm totally here for all of that. Top half finish. I'd take a – I'd take a – I'd finish seventh and be happy, I think. Anything below that, I would be disappointed. Seventh will get you in the tournament, about seven, eight seed. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm a little more aggressive. I, I need to be top five in that Big Ten. I want a first-round buy in the Big Ten tournament because we always lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. we got to get that I, out of the way. We could play the school of the blind in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, and they would somehow find a way to beat us by three points. It's so frustrating. <laughs> but we'll worry about that when we get there. But uh, I, other than that, you got anything else you want to talk about here? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. Sorry? Uh, TJ Hawkinson, I know you're definitely listening to this podcast. Please come back for your retro junior year. I'm begging you. You're the best tight end in the country. You are. You are. And you're going to make money. I know you see names like Desmond King come back for his senior year, and he lost a lot of money off his rookie contract because of it. But you're never going to be able to come back to you're never going to go back to college and going to be able to go back to college and play football again, especially for a very you're, classic, classy program like Iowa. In your hometown state, too. Yeah. Or you're like you're from Iowa, like in the whole fan situation. He's not from here. He's going to go get paid and. He's going to test amazing at the combine, yeah. which so will so will Hawkinson. So, like that's usually what holds Iowa guys back. But those guys are going to just destroy. They'll probably finish one and two in numbers, maybe except for bench press. But I, I saw a mock draft last week that top had, ten, both of them. Yeah, had them both going top ten. Man, I don't <laughs> want that sick. to happen. But that'd wow, that'd recruiting. be so cool. We would have every tight end recruit in the nation at our front door the next day. I would be so hyped. But, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I Just one of them would back would be nice. Pair that with Nathan Stanley. Got some good backs still. Amir Smith-Marset. Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith, who doesn't get the ball Ty- enough if we're talking about Ty- underplay. Tyrone Tracy is going to make some noise next year. Yeah, but get the boys back. Our defense will be amazing again. We'll have Nelson and Epi on the edges. Who they're going to be first team all Big Ten next year. Both they're, of them will be. Oh, they'll probably. They might be pushing. One of them's going to be an All American next year. That's like arguably the two of the top five pass rushers in all of the country. Anthony Nelson gets no respect. 
absolutely so, no respect. Kind of, kind of like Parker Hesse, I feel like people are underappreciate underappreciating him. He's he was he was amazing in his time with us, and we're gonna miss him dearly. I think Hesse's gonna be a. Uh, I don't know if he'll be a draft pick, but he'll certainly he'll get find up. his way onto an NFL roster. He's he's come a Park long way moved. since his freshman year. Yeah, but it's gonna suck to lose him. All right, you want to drop Go your Hawks. Twitter name here? Oh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't remember. I know how to say it. S-A-M-M-M-I-D-D. It's S-A-M. Just look for the bad takes. I-D-D. So three M's, two D's. My Twitter is at Myers underscore Luke. Go follow the page's Twitter and Facebook page if you want. The Twitter page is go underscore Hawks Iowa. But that's all for this episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. Make sure you show up in Carver on Friday night. Let's go beat the... Come on, students. We need you. We need you to beat these goddamn cheeseheads. And let's put on a good run here and make it a nice, memorable season for the Hawks. But thanks for listening. Go Hawks.